0: From Mesh AI, this is the Data and AI podcast. I'm Rid and joining me today are Candice, Naina and Josh.
1: How's everyone doing?
2: Doing great, Rid, thank you. Very good, thank you.
1: Yeah, we're good here, Rid. The lawn is mowed, the sun is out, so yeah, good day.
0: I'm glad to hear it, glad to hear it. We've got a really packed episode today. We're speaking to Erica, Sandra and Julia from Siemens Energy. Good afternoon to you.
3: Hi. Hi there. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us.
0: No worries. Glad you could join us. Erica, uh, why don't you help us? Why don't you kick us off? Can you tell us a little bit more about what Siemens Energy are up to at the moment?
4: So, yeah, thanks for having us on, on your podcast. Um, so we are all uh, women working in the realm of data for Siemens Energy, and we've created an internal uh, women plus in data community and Uh, We'd love to speak to you a bit more about that today. So we're all working on uh, data and um, data solutions and advanced analytics. And maybe we can come back to the specifics about that shortly. But our community has grown because we have this known challenge in the wider data and tech industry as a whole that women are underrepresented. Um, So we want to do our part in fixing that and our community is working to empower and connect women and minority genders working in the data space here at Siemens Energy. Uh, We're relatively new. Uh, We were only officially launched in March, but we now have around 200, nearly 200 members, and we're all a a pretty diverse bunch of uh, male allies, women, um, other minority genders, and span age groups, locations, businesses, and um, yeah, it's really refreshing, really interesting to be a part of this community and learn from each other and see different perspectives.
1: That's awesome. Thanks for the for the intro there, Erica. Just taking it back a step, I guess, mm-hmm. um, introducing the listeners to Siemens Energy. What's the the mission and the vision that you're on as a company, and where where are you involved in that at the moment?
4: Yeah, sure. So Siemens Energy is um, a global leader in the energy industry. Uh, we're a very old company with a 150-year-old legacy. We've got 92,000 employees spread across, I think, 90 uh, countries. So I'm joining from the UK, but um, Julia and Sandra are in Spain and Portugal. So we're we're pretty geographically diverse. Um, And as a company, we're working with um, customers and with partners to build energy systems for the future Uh, so by that I mean energy systems that will meet the growing demand for reliable and affordable uh, energy uh, but also supporting the transition to a more sustainable world and um, an estimated one-sixth of um, electricity generated worldwide is based on Siemens energy technologies so we do play a pretty big role in that space Um, And I guess within uh, that context, so we're working in in the realm of data, so we're helping all of the individual businesses and functions to build effective uh, data solutions and enable them to drive and lead uh, that energy transformation. And our work involves uh, developing solutions, but we also have um, a very strong role in demystifying data for the company. And... um, data-driven capabilities and what they look like and it requires quite a broad selection of skills so technical um from you know architectural design and building predictive modeling to storytelling and problem solving so yeah we're working on a lot of topics with a lot of skills and it's it's very exciting to be a part of it.
1: Yeah I mean that's a super interesting mandate <laughs> you know for the business right and couldn't be more current uh, and important to to the times that we're in so um yeah, both the mission and the vision of the business, and you know, tied into the the women plus stuff that you um, that you mentioned earlier. It'd be great to to understand uh, a little bit more about you know the representation of female leaders in in Siemens Energy. Why you think that's important?
4: I think one of the reasons why our community is is making a difference um, is because we have a strong female leadership within. Uh, the data space here at Siemens Energy so we our chief data officer is is female and we also have equal representation across um, male and female genders in leadership roles um, within data here so it's incredibly important to have that diversity because well for a huge number of reasons but the impact for our community means that we have advocacy and support and sponsorship filtering from the top down and that does help us to maintain a culture within our community that supports our values and uh, raises the awareness of what what our community are doing back into the organization
0: so how did you kick this initiative off and uh, where are you at now
4: so we felt that the consequences of, of underrepresented women was, was too important to not do something about it. And we had um, an internal conference last year. Uh, a bunch of us got together to see what we could do to fix it. And we were very fortunate that one of our uh, our uh, initial founding members of, of our group was actually is a member of um, an external women in data community, uh, the National UK uh, community uh, led by Rishi McCarthy. And we were able to learn a lot from her and and what the communities can really do to help shift to a, a more gender uh, diverse group within the technology space. So um, we were able to learn a lot from from them. And we came up with our own mission statement, I guess, that what we want to do is empower and connect and support women and minority genders working within the gender profession here at Siemens Energy. And uh, we started off by having a a launch event um, that was in March. And at that point, we brought in some guest speakers and we shared personal stories and you took the opportunity to find out what was needed from our community. And we're very much a grassroots community. And uh, because of that, we wanted to make sure that the community was working for the community and and having that self, self-led um, organizational aspect to it. Um, so we really took our feedback from our launch event and used that to engineer exactly how we're going to be working and what we're going to be doing. Um, and we ended up dividing our work into five i think it's five different themes um looking at skills and development looking at culture uh, career pipelines um events and engagements and also the impact of, of data within within this space and what how we can use data to better inform our decisions uh, so we're all working on tasks within those areas and we are doing we are doing so many exciting things um, we're working on an internal podcast series we're working on a Um, A global leadership uh, event where we're connecting our women in data with um, other leaders within the company but particularly around the topic of artificial intelligence and the impact that has so it's really helping us to raise our profile and connect people that I think wouldn't otherwise have that opportunity so it's a lot going on and um, so far it's going very well.
2: Nice to hear that there is like a two-way conversation in terms of how it's informed and then developed.
4: Yeah, it's going very well and very exciting, I suppose, to be a part of it and, and see it evolve.
5: Really excited to hear all the great things that you guys have been doing at Siemens Energy. I wanted to ask, what has your highlight been since you started out in
4: March? To be honest, probably the launch event, because um, we spent a lot of time working toward that and um, and working out how uh, how we will communicate with our our teams and um, exactly what content we wanted to show. And it was that launch event that gave us the drive to focus on our mission statement and also to help us understand what we need from our community. And it was, we had so many attendees. I think there was around 300 attendees for that which was more than we expected, and it was very good. We had an external speaker, um, Joanna Pyers, joined us for that, and we learned a lot more as well about, um, uh, well, one of the reasons why we have a plus in our name is because we're also supporting other minority genders, because that's, that's really important. We believe to not only support women, but also more vulnerable genders and minority genders that are there. And... So Joanna joined us and talked a little bit about that and uh, we were all able to learn learn more about how we can better support uh, minority genders as a whole um, and yeah, I, th- I would definitely say that was our highlight so far. I don't know whether Julia or Sandra you've got any other any other thoughts on that.
3: I completely agree with you, Eric. I think that the launch event was very nice also because of out of all these listeners in the audience there were many many male. Um, people attending and that was actually great because we are in a sector that is currently underrepresented by by women and the fact that all these men were there just to learn about our group what were we going to do and participating because we tried to make it engaging a bit difficult as everyone was different places in the world but we tried Um, I think it was great great news that so many men were were joining as well
5: it's great hearing that you know, for one that this group also represents all underrepresented minorities and genders, and that so many men turned up to the event, and that shows the kind of culture that you guys are trying to build.
6: It's a great the fact that we have a plus in our name, so because that is not only about human, it's open to all, is one of our hashtags, right? So we can bring also these no binary, uh, transgender, lesbian, gays, and that's really important because you can combine efforts to people to pay attention to this question that is not a trend, but is data. We live in, in a datification era, so it's not a trend. It's real something that tells a story. The numbers tell a story. So it's really important that you bring these topics and you can combine efforts. Um, To that point around
2: uh, the data that you've collected so far, um, it'd be interesting to hear if there's anything that was surprising to you, either a pleasant surprise or a surprise that you weren't expecting, and something that you'd hope to do with that data
4: next. Oh, that's an interesting question. So at the moment, I would say we're not specifically working on collecting the data within the company and, and looking at that, but I think we we do have an important topic, and I, I suppose a role to play around understanding gender bias in data generally, and and ensuring that our company understand the impacts of of that on artificial intelligence models. And because the speed of technology is increasing extremely rapidly, and a lot of the external AI models that people are using um, are are built based on data that that is inherently biased, which has the important impact of potentially leading to um, AI-driven discrimination. So it's an important topic and one that we are learning more about and and researching more about to try and understand uh, what we can do to maybe um, support the the change away uh, from having those uh, bias models.
0: Erica, one thing that just came to mind was what kind of use cases are you finding yourselves involved in with your customers, you know, in terms of analytics or data?
4: Yeah, it's a good question. So um, we're doing a, a wide variety, I would say, of, of use cases with um, many different um, modeling types and many different advanced analytical methods Um, so i personally i'm a i'm a data engineer so i am very much a problem solver at heart and i recently worked on a solution to identify and monitor slow moving inventory at uh, one of our reciprocating compressor plants in in new york and with this uh, we've been able to better meet our sustainability targets and reduce waste and also bringing a big cost benefit to the business. Um, but there are many other topics as well. Like I say, huge numbers. One of our uh, core team members, um, Katie, she's recently worked on the incredible development of a new energy management system. Um, and that is uh, uh, focused on uh, supporting the delivery of uh, renewable energy uh, to better meet the uh, uh, targets to better meet um, demand numbers. And uh, her solution has helped um, to reduce CO2 emissions by uh, 7,000 tonnes on an annual basis. So that's uh, equivalent to getting 1,300 cars off the road. So it's a huge impact. But I mean, there are so many different topics that we're working on.
0: So Julia, are Siemens Energy solely working with renewable technologies?
3: At the end, the energy transition involves many types of energy sources and many types of new technologies. So it's not only about renewables, it's one part of the equation, right? But the equation is very big. And I think that there's at least someone working in any um, part of the equation in here. Um, as Erika said, there are so many employees in here and we are a huge group working on data. So of course, something of oil and gas will be there because it's part of the energy transition at the end. We cannot forget about that part, I think.
5: Julia, this question is actually for uh, you. We understand that this mission is super important to you. Um, can you tell us how and why you got involved in this?
3: Yeah, so I joined Siemens two years ago, Siemens two years ago, we did a big event where we where everyone involved in data would meet in person. Um and we heard about someone, some Erika that was trying to set a new group that would represent women. And I couldn't miss that, for sure. Um, so we just, in that week, we already were a few of us that were interested in it. And I think that it is very important that this group keeps existing, because so far it's giving great advantages to all of us. I am very proud of being part of this group. It's being very... Yeah, very good. I think it adds a lot of value to all of us members here. And yeah, I think it's also great and a bit distinctive that we are also have male um, members inside the group in like in the core group. Uh-huh. This is great. Yeah. And also, one of the things I think is more important about this group is that the fact that there is so much underrepresentation of female in the data world. It's not something that happens only on a business level. This is something that begins when we are children and when girls are not engaged to pursue these technical careers. Sometimes people, they are finishing school and they don't even know what data means. Like for real, they don't know what that data scientist is. Um, For instance, something that I lived myself. So I went to, I didn't know what to study. So I went to one talk that they did in a university. And that man was explaining to us what is an engineer. And the way he was describing engineers didn't look like me at all. And I wanted to be an engineer. And I was like, maybe that's not for me because I'm not that definition. I decided to do engineering anyway. And what I found out is that there's only a minor portion of people that actually answers to that description. So maybe this problem starts much earlier and we have to raise a bit of awareness on what can you do when you pursue a technical career. And maybe this could um, raise some interest in more girls that we are doing right now. But once we are in the company, it's good to have something to make sure that girls, women stay there in data roles to avoid um, women leaving from there. Thank you for sharing your personal experience, Julianne. I can hear your passion when you're talking
5: about it. And I also acknowledge that, you know, can come from unexpected places in the language we use and in the way it's represented and et cetera. So yeah, that's, uh, it's interesting.
1: Yeah. It's super commendable what you're up to. I'm yeah, just sat here kind of taking it all in both from what you're doing as a company and your mission and your mandate and the, the agenda that you're driving through the women plus plus initiative and you know, who better to drive that than, uh, than those of you sat in, sat in data. I guess, you know, taking it back to the Women Plus Initiative itself. Sandra, you've you've been involved with this, you know, since its inception. Can you help us understand, you know, where you are now on that journey? And yeah.
6: Okay. Uh, thanks once again, Josh. It's really a pleasure to be here, um, to partner with brilliant people, to mesh ideas. <laughs> That's a really very interesting question. Um, and as you say, it is a journey. It takes time. It's all about resilience, believing, and definitely taking actions. One of my favorite uh, movie haters, Desa Washington, keeps saying that dreams without goals are just dreams, right? And when Micheline Casey defied us to foster this community, she was the fuel to start a commitment to ourselves, still underrepresented people, and most of all, a commitment that we do need to be the change that we want to see in the world, right? So. We can't deny that human and there are allies, and I, I do want to open a parenthesis here um, and underline, underline the alliance. We can't do these things alone, not in human placing data, not in the other communities. That's why we are human in plus, because we need all the help that we can get. And closing this parenthesis, we have improved some critical aspects regarding c underrepresented represented groups in our society, but we need to keep going because there's lots of work to be done. Um, I was reading the report from 2023, Human at Work by Deloitte, that expressed the experience of 5,000 working humans across 10 countries. And we still have these issues. Gender equality leaders remain few and far between. And humans still experience no inclusive behaviors. Um, so we need to work on this. This, I'm, I'm always going to keep saying this, this is not a trend, this is data. And data is important. <laughs> so here now we have this big challenge, but we are very lucky in our global function, enterprise data and best analytics. Maybe it's not lucky the words, maybe it is a mindset, you know. We are definitely the company that the world needs, not just in the energy industry, where we are driving sustainability to technology, but also other topics, such as underrepresented people. Um, As we say here at Siemens Energy, honestly, we're not the same, but we should be equal. So we are a safe space. the creation of uh, such diversity communities. We have us, human placing in data, but then you have Zeman's energy, pride and alliance, human in finance, wise human. Um, and as I said previous, all together, we combine efforts to make people to pay attention to aspects such inclusion, diversity, equality and sexism. So this is really
5: cool.
1: The thing I love about Siemens Energy from what I've seen is that there's an acknowledgement around, you know, the broader mission and mandate of the business around like we can't do this alone. And, you know, it's a it's a a culture of kind of inclusion and togetherness and wanting to build community. Um, And you've you've already keep that off in the the Women Plus piece. But what would be great for our listeners, perhaps, is, you know, if you could give us a steer on on how they could get started on their own mission. And yeah,
6: it's not easy okay, to start a community. My advice is go for it. Don't be afraid. <laughs> don't, don't hesitate ever. It's not an easy task, George. It's not. Um, um, especially if you don't have, like us, and we are very lucky on that, the business support. Um, but be aware this is not a one the middle sprint. This is a marathon. So, one of my advice, and not only my advice, but the community advice is uh, small steps. It's important to, to have small steps. It's all about polarizing people. If you can change the, um, the mind of one single person, if you can touch the heart of one single person, that person will start to polarize others. I always do this analogy. Imagine yourself on a diet. If you want to lose 30 kilograms, that will seem so hard to achieve, right? But if you put your mind into small goals like two kilograms per month, you will be on the track. So I will bring the sentence that I love the most about Nelson Mandela. And I think that's a really good advice. And that's a really good starting point for someone who wants to do some change and create an impact inside an enterprise. Do not look the other way. Do not hesitate it. Recognize that the world is hungry for action and no words. hat with courage and vision. And I do believe in the future we do not need to speak about gender or race. It's all about people. Go forward, don't hesitate ever. Be strong, believe in yourselves and believe that the human beings are really good people. That's why we will never be beat by AI, (laughs)
5: because we bring emotions to this, to things. (laughs) I know our listeners can't see this, but if they were, they could see your passion trickle through the screen, Sandra. You're just like, (laughs) yes, go for it. Feel so motivated. (laughs) Uh, Love the energy. Um, I had a question, and I'm going to pick on the sentence that you said. You said it's it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, right? Um, So usually when we start such a community, there's a lot of enthusiasm and, and a lot of... A positive energy at the beginning, but then most of these communities fail because we that momentum doesn't continue as and when we go, because you know, a lack of vulnerability in the leadership or you know, lack of a mission that everybody can get behind, et cetera, et cetera. So I'd like to ask you, you know, how are you and this group maintaining that momentum? Or what is your plan on maintaining that momentum so that it is a long-lived vision, right? That surpasses all of us. So what's your, what's your plan there?
6: Well, like I said, it's all about resilience. And today you have so many things. Any year at, at Siemens, you have all this community and you use the Yammer, right? Yammer community. So you have so many things that come to your screen. You have Emails, so you have to keep a atten- you have to maintain the attention of your audience, and so you have to have really, really good content on the your Yammer posts. You have to make that people interact to you, and most of all, it's important to our community to realize that we want to hear from them. They are important. It's not just a, a single thing from me, right? It's from all of us. So. I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's easier. It's not, it's tough. And sometimes you feel a little bit desperate because you want to do so many things. And because you work, you don't have time. And we want so badly to interact and do these events and to interview this amazing human that can bring their stories and can be an exploration to all of us. Uh, But like I said, you have to keep, going it's a marathon small steps and bring us if you can bring a smile if you can change the life of one person that will be great just because you have so much passion and so
2: it so easily translates to others that you speak to Um, but I was wondering how you get that business support from from other team members that might not know as much or might not have just as much passion at the start how do you bring them on that journey? And what's the story that you tell them that makes it important?
6: When you're passionate about, like you said, it's easier. I have an easy task, right? I'm I'm not an engineer. I'm a people person. I'm a team assistant at CN in one of the areas of the our global function. So uh, for me, it's easier to polarize people because I speak with my heart. So it's so easy to impact in the others. And Like I said previous, we do have we are very lucky here in our global function because we have this mindset. And when Micheline, our leader, defied us, everyone felt so embraced or everyone wanted to embrace the idea and want to embrace this community. So
4: our our task is easier.
0: So Erica, what are the plans for the group for the second half of twenty twenty three?
4: Yeah, sure. So uh, we are, uh, we've are uh, we come up with um, a set of themes that we're working on throughout the year. So we have defined a list of monthly themes. So we're looking at women in the workplace, we're looking at women in all kinds of different career positions, taking them through themes throughout the year. So we're aligning our content with these different themes. So we have a series of podcasts that are coming up where we are interviewing internal leaders, um, female role models uh, that we think would be have really important stories to share with our community and and we'll be aligning these podcasts with our themes and releasing them to keep the engagement with our community going we have lots of topics um, around media content and learning opportunities and book clubs that we also want to kick off a little bit more so uh, we're aligning books and articles uh, with our themes and Uh, using that as a a way to help educate the the wider audience of our community and yeah to be able to continue interacting and as you were saying earlier keep up the momentum and the enthusiasm for the topic.
2: Great thanks Erica and how can uh, people find out a bit more about what you're doing and if they wanted to get in touch where can they find you?
4: Well, we're all on on, um, LinkedIn for a start, so welcome to find us, follow us there. And if anybody wants to connect or get a little bit more advice, we are very happy to to talk and and help as much as we can. Uh, We'd also recommend following our Chief Data Officer, Micheline Casey. She's also on LinkedIn, so you'll find out a little bit more about um, some of the uh, data and analytical solutions that we're building You can follow Siemens Energy, find out about the wider products that we're working on and the solutions. And if you did want to join us, um, you can find us on um, jobs.siemensenergy.com and... If you wanted to connect in with us more and, and join our community, then yeah, feel free to apply for some of the jobs that we have out available at the moment. But there's also if people just want to learn more, then I'd really recommend looking at the uh, European Institute for Gender Equality. There's a lot of information there that uh, I think people will find helpful. Um, also, the International Women's Day website, a lot of the topics that we've discussed around AI and, and gender bias and um. Uh, under-representation of women. There's much more information about those topics there if people want to learn.
0: One of the problems I'm sure we've all seen and experienced is related to unconscious bias. Julia, you mentioned sharing a riddle in your launch event that highlights this. Tell us more.
3: There are a father and a son um, in a car crash. And the son is transferred to a hospital to be operated. And a very important sergeant goes to operate the child and says, oh no, I cannot operate this child because it's my son. Who is the surgeon? This riddle it's important because it sometimes showcases um, hidden bias in people. And there are some people that maybe have a lot of education on feminism, but that is something that we all have inside. We're all a bit biased inside and some people are unable to answer. To the riddle because of this bias that it's like something we have. And the answers become very funny. Like, we heard someone that said that the child had two dots before thinking that the mother could actually be the surgeon. And so it's like very advanced society, you know, like open mindset. But at the same time, why cannot the man be the surgeon? So this is pretty fun as well. Like, uh, the answers are hilarious.
5: I think we all have unconscious biases, right? And it comes down to not having strong female role models. And I think Siemens Energy has a female CDO and it's a good start to actually having people to look up to who look like you or who, you know, talk the way you talk and, you know, have that representation. And you can be like, yeah, that's something that I can be and I can achieve. And I think we have lacked representation for a long time. And that is why these unconscious biases have like uh, seeped into everywhere in the society yeah it's a, it's a start right we're all we're all um hopefully marching towards a better society
1: yeah I think there was a there was a comment around you're not responsible for your first thought you're responsible yeah. for your first action so um, as yeah. an acknowledgement that we are on a journey and that we shouldn't beat ourselves up you know around our you know our unconscious bias but um but I yeah.
3: love that quote I've not heard that before that's really good In the age of AI, it's even more important Mm. to tackle all these issues because AI is trained by something and this something already exists right now. And the content that we've had up to today is biased. So together with the development of all AI tools, there should also be a development of the control of the bias that is included in there. So I think it's a great moment to actually start a debate of the bias, the unconscious bias and how to tackle it.
5: Yeah, it's a lot of of unlearning and relearning that we have to do to get there. Yeah.
6: I pay more attention now because my niece is no binary in lesbian. So these kind of things, when you have someone in, in your family, you start to pay more attention, so it's great. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you even realize that you do that, and then someone came and say, "Come on, hunchy, it's not like that. <laughs> you have to pay attention to this." So it's it's really nice to have friends or someone in the family that helps you to become better in this in this topic. Well, I think also yeah.
2: it's um I think like it's really nice that you have a community because. I think one of the most important things is being able to share stories in a safe space and and being able to exchange what you feel and how that's impacted you. Um, And often people tend to remember stories and uh, individuals a lot more than, you know, other bits of information even sometimes. So I think bringing it to life through a community um, is really special that you're doing that.
6: Yes, it is. Especially, I don't know, you you know, these uh, pronouns things that people use, and my niece also use that. And sometimes you don't pay attention, but that could have a really negative impact if people want to be treated by different pronouns. So that's really important to uh, people pay attention also to that. So today, because sometimes... People are so scared to say it. Don't they? They don't say inside the organization that you are no binary or you are a transgender. Okay, so if you have this safe, safe—I'm
5: sorry—safe space, you can be yourself. It's something called as like quietly being an ally, right? Like adding it to your signature without having to make it uh, very public. And you know, just this quiet allyship is also really sometimes helpful to create that safe space within an organization as well.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I think probably what we'd love to do is perhaps get you back in about six months uh, and just see how you've gone. It'd be great to sort of follow up and see, hopefully, the progress has been made. Maybe we can talk a bit about what we've seen at our organisation as well in terms of the work we're doing to try and fix this uh, endemic problem.
4: Oh, we'd love that. Thank you.
0: So, Erica, Julia, Sander, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a really enjoyable conversation. Josh, Candice, Nina, thanks as well for joining us.
6: You are great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks
0: to Thank you, you everyone.
5: everyone. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Data and AI podcast from Mesh AI. For more information, head over to our website, meshai.com, that's mesh-ai.com, or get in touch via email, podcasts, at meshai.com, that's mesh-ai.com. See you next time.